want apple juice. Lucas wants apple juice. I know, I heard him can say I that. Can I have apple juice? Yeah, you can have apple juice. Can I have soda? Yes, you can have soda. Can I press that button? No, you can't press that button. Why? Because that's going to play the theme song. I'm not ready to start Click. the pot. What is up, guys? I'm James Gutman here on HiPod. I'm Dad. Welcome back to another edition of the show. Back after a one-week hiatus, I am here in the midst of July, which is my favorite month, uh, with a brand new edition of the show. You may have found me on HiPodOnDad.com. If you did, great. Thank you. Please bookmark that page. Save it. Keep it. Tell everybody about it. Or find me on any of the streaming services, Spotify, uh, Stitcher, whatever you get your podcasts at, you could find this podcast. Uh, check that out. Follow me on all social media. Hi, James Gutman. Hi, blogomdad.com. That has the blogs. These are all the plugs. We get them out early. That way we don't have to keep going back and forth and back and forth. But that's where you found all this stuff. So yeah, follow, stick around, hang out. I love getting to talk to you guys, getting to to kind of get information out of my head, you know? Uh, that's something I think I've talked about here before. And one of the things that makes the blog and the podcast so cathartic is the ability to take these things that are kind of roll around in my brain, whether it's a story, whether it's uh, an issue or something I'm thinking about, and talk about it out loud or write about it. Uh, sometimes I surprise myself. Most times, I should be honest with you, I, I surprise myself. I'll write something out, and as I'm writing it, I'm telling a lesson that I got from it that I didn't even realize I got from it. I do that a lot. I've done that not only in the blog and the podcast, but even just in life. I've done that with my daughter where I'm trying to give her some fatherly advice, be like, you know, when you have friends, sometimes they do this. And I start telling her something and I realize that I'm teaching myself something. <laughs> How corny does that sound, right? Oh, you know, I'm really teaching myself, but that's really what it is. That's what life is about. It's about getting stuff out and talking about it. This week, I was trying to go back and forth on what I was going to talk about. It has been, uh, it's been a great few weeks. I got to be honest with you. I've, I've been really happy. My kids have been happy. Lucas has been thrilled. My son, as you guys know, if you follow the blog, follow the podcast, is nonverbal and he has autism and he can go up and down. He does have some times where he gets, um, I don't know, overwhelmed, a little too unhappy with things around him. And we've dealt with that. I've dealt with that with him before. And it's difficult because sometimes you don't know why. You don't know what's causing it. It's phases. They go up and down. You know, sometimes he, he sleeps. Sometimes he goes through periods where he's not sleeping well, eating, not eating well. All these different things go back and forth. But lately, he's been really happy. We've been social. He's been hanging out with his friend Christian, Christian's mom, Lauren, my girlfriend. We go out. We hang out with them. It's all wonderful, fun, fun, fun stuff. Everybody's happy. My daughter is happy. I'm happy. I'm feeling good. I have a lot of things planned. And it's happiness across the board. But Life is not 100% of anything. Life is a little bit uh, of all of our emotions. And I think that's one of the things that I've learned or tried to learn the older I've gotten is that it's not all or nothing. You don't always have to be 100% happy or 100% sad. Uh, the bad times don't last. The good times don't last. Nothing lasts on a long enough timeline. The survival rate of everything drops to zero. Tyler Durden. And that's how life goes, man. You got to... You got to ride it out. So even with all this fun stuff going on, 
uh, I still struggle with certain things that I worry about. And one of those things that I worry about is my son. I worry about him a lot. Even when he's happy, I worry about Lucas. I love my kids more than I can even explain. And I know that if you don't have kids and you hear that, you roll your eyes. I remember Family Guy did a, a whole joke about that, about how ridiculous it was, where uh, the dog who talks had a, had a son, and they kept saying to him, you know, what would happen if something happened to your son? Like, no, 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 don't talk about it. Don't talk about it. Don't talk about it. This whole funny thing about how much it would affect him. But it's not until you have a kid that you really fully get it. Like, my children, to me, uh, are everything to me. Some people, I guess, don't feel that way, and that's their own thing. But for me, I feel like they're my legacy. They're what I'm leaving the world. Uh, the work that I do, the things that I write, I love it. I put it out there. I want that to live on. I want my my grandkids to read my words, and my great grandkids, and that's all very exciting. But it's it's my children, and it's the next generation, and it's the things that I teach them, and how I teach my daughter to interact in the world, how I teach my son to kind of be with people. That means a lot to me. And even though he's nonverbal, even though he has autism, I hear from people all the time. He's so sweet. He's such a good boy. And that makes me happier when people like to be around him and people like to be around my kids. Um, because to me, they're fantastic children. I, I love them both. All that being said, my son is nonverbal. My son has autism. Some people would call it severe autism, however you want to term it. And because of that, his future has always kind of been up in the air. It's always been a question about where he's going to be even a year from now. I mean, right now we're even discussing, I don't know, what his schooling is going to be. And I'm going to be open with you guys because as time has gone on, especially in the blog, in the last two years, I've been through a roller coaster of stuff, having gone through a divorce and all these other things. Uh, and I wrote about this once in a roundabout way that I'm kind of, in hindsight, embarrassed by because it ended up getting lost in translation for everybody. And it was about recognizing um, my son. I forget even what the name of the, the blog was, but it was something to the effect of you know, not letting, you know, my optimism cloud the reality of what was going on. And the reason why I wrote it, and I didn't write this in the blog, I just danced around it for a while, was that my son is getting older. He is now um, fifth grade, right? And he is one year away from middle school, from heading over and, and being in just middle school. And my son has been in a mainstream school his entire schooling, ever since preschool. He's in a special program. He's in, um, you know, the special needs program. That's great. Special ed. But he's in a mainstream school. And as he gets older, the question starts to come up, do we move him to a special needs school? A special school, however you want to call it. And there's many of them. And you go and you tour them. And there actually was a point in his life where we went and we checked some out and tried to see if it was worth it for him. And what I ended up doing, I don't know if I've talked about this on here before, but he went through a really bad phase where I told the school, cut his day in half because he was falling asleep and he was having issues. And um, I don't know, I don't know if it was the, the school wasn't doing well by him or if he was just going through a growth spurt, but I had them bring him home every day at like noon and we would have somebody come to the house and teach him in the house. And he ended up doing so well that they brought him back on their own. They said, bring him back. We'll do the whole day. So proud of him for that. That was a huge deal. And I've been proud of him. I was proud of him for that. I've been proud of him for the work that he's been doing. But the question still comes up as he's getting older, as certain life skills um, start to emerge and others don't as certain understandings start to emerge and others don't, you ask yourself, what's the right place for him? And we're still about a year away, and I don't know. I don't know if a special needs school is the right place for him. I don't know if mainstream continuing there is the right thing for him. I don't want him to be the you know anywhere where he doesn't belong. 
whether it's in mainstream with kids who are beyond where he is and he's not learning anything. And I don't want him to be with kids um, who are below his understanding level and maybe bring him down a little bit because with my son, he tends to, um, you know, take on whatever role people, you know, attribute to him. I've written about this before too. If you treat him like he doesn't understand, he'll act like he doesn't understand. Most kids do that. So I don't want that either. And that's been a concern. And it's a concern that goes beyond that, a big picture concern as well for his long-term life. One day, will my boy have to be in a home, in a you know extended care facility or someplace that takes care of people who need assistance for their whole life? The initial response to saying that is to cringe the same way I cringe about special needs schools and all these other things. And if you're listening to this and you have a loved one or you have a child who's in one of these homes, don't get offended just yet. Let me explain. I think that because so often when they're little, when your kids are little, people take special needs schools and they take homes and things like that and they make them almost like bad words to you. And as a parent, you start to think, well, I have to do everything I can to prevent that. My goal is to prevent that. But I've learned as my son has gotten older that it's not my job to prevent that. It's my job to make him reach his full potential. And if his full potential is beyond being in a group home, it is beyond special needs schools, then great, we got it, we did it, congratulations. But if it's not, it's not my fault that he didn't reach it, and it's not his fault that he didn't reach it, it's life. And what I need to do, and this is what I tried to write in that blog a few months ago, what I need to do is to accept him for who he is. And that is the biggest part of, quote, autism acceptance that we talk about. It's the idea that if the day comes that I feel is better for him to be in a place that I had long thought he shouldn't be in, then he needs to go there. Home. Let's talk about a home for a second because it makes me shudder. I told the story before. Before I started High Blog I'm Dad, I had read a blog online one of the reasons why I started doing the blog, there's a couple of reasons for it, but one of them was this woman had written a blog about the song, Say Something, I'm Giving Up On You. Do you know that song? I'm not going to play it in the background or any of that stuff. I can't even listen to it now because of this blog that I read. And it was about her worrying about putting her nonverbal child in a home and how that song is her grabbing him by the shirt and screaming, say something, I'm giving up on you. And, and she has to put him in a home. Dude, this was the most tear-jerking awful thing you could ever read. Ugh, bad. And I remember reading it and thinking to myself, I got nothing out of this. This didn't teach me anything. It didn't tell me anything. It didn't make me feel better. It didn't explain anything. All it did was make me like take on this pain in my gut, this visceral pain. Not only did I have pain for this woman, but I, I then put the pain on myself and I pictured myself in that. It was awful. And because of that, you read that about a home and you go, oh, I should never do that. Oh my God. And I feel the same way. I don't want to send my son away one day. I don't want to put him somewhere. But if the day comes where my son is 25, 30, 20, whatever age he is, and he craves social interaction, he wants to go and spend time with people and do things and have activities and have fun that I can't give him. If my house at a certain point, if he's... 30 and I'm whatever I am at that point. I don't know, 60, whatever what am I going to be? Whatever the age I'm going to be, this old man. Um, I was not that old, but play with it. If I can't give him the things that he needs as a man, as a person, as a human being in the world to go out there and have fun and have interactions and have social life, it's my responsibility to put away that pain 
that I've told myself I'll always feel and put him somewhere where he wants to be and where he belongs. That's been the biggest thing with doing the blog. And one of the biggest things I said earlier about teaching myself things, I've taught myself that through blogs I've written, is that the most important thing to raising a special needs child is to recognize the fact that sometimes you have to allow them to live a life that you personally might feel like uneasy about, you know? Uh, I thought it about his device. He's got a communication device. It's, just, it's invaluable. He uses it all the time. He asks for waffles and cookies and all the stuff he asks for with it and TV. And he loves it. He can ask for anything he wants, anytime he wants. And when they first wanted him to use it, I was against it. Because I told myself, well, if he uses this, he's never going to talk. Like This is going to be like an excuse to not use it, which is, in hindsight, the most ridiculous thing you could say. Because, I don't know, if you handed me a device, I wouldn't be like, oh, cool, I don't have to talk anymore. No, it's, if you can't talk, you need it. And those are the things that, as a parent, you have to do. You have to allow your child to have the help that they need. So long-term, I'm facing it in terms of, of being possibly in a home for him. Short term now, I'm facing it in terms of a special needs school. But here's the most important thing, and I'm putting this out there, and I want everybody to listen to this, and I want you to do the same thing. And if you know my son, this is true. And if you have a child like my son, I hope it's true for you too. If he has to go to a special needs school, cool. If he has to go to a home, cool. That's where he has to be. But in the time leading up to those decisions, I am going to do everything I possibly can to give him all the tools he needs to see if that is legitimately where he belongs. My son can go to a special needs school and I will be just as proud of him than if he goes to you know mainstream school. But I want him on the day that he goes in there to have worked with me and learned as much as possible and have that be where he belongs. I don't want it to be because I didn't, I gave up on him or I didn't try any harder or I didn't work any harder. I owe him that. And do you know why I owe him that? And if you're listening to this, you owe your kids the same thing. I brought him here. I brought that kid into the world. He didn't ask to be born. I wanted a son. I wanted a child. And just like his sister, I made the decision, me and one other person, to bring these kids into the world. So now that they're here, any help that they need, I have to help them get. Maybe you're listening to this and you're like, well, it's not my kid. It's, you know, my, my niece, my nephew, my grandchild. I adopted the kid. It doesn't matter. If you're a caregiver, you've taken on that responsibility. You said to that child, I'm going to take care of you. I'm going to do the things that are right for you. And if you're doing that and you said that, then that's your responsibility. So wherever your kid ends up, wherever, whether they're on the spectrum or off the spectrum, you have to make sure you gave them the tools. If I was to send Lucas to a special needs school, without working to see if he really needed to be there beforehand, it would be the exact same thing as you know having my daughter not go to college one day and not having done anything in the years leading up to it to make her prepared for it, you know? To just be like, oh, you don't want to do college? I want to do college. That's not how you do things. As a parent, you owe it to your kid. And I owe it to my son. And this is, I don't know, man, I feel good. I feel, I'm glad that I was able to talk about this today because this has definitely been weighing on my head. He's, he's starting... The summer program, he does a summer program at the school. I'm very excited about it. And I see little little sparks here and there, you know. Sometimes they're good and sometimes they're not. Sometimes, you know, he's doing fantastic. And I'm like, all right, things are good. And then there's some days where you're just like, oh, no, what happened? 
And we've had those days. So it's been up and down. Lately, we've been on a good swing. We've had bad swings. It all depends on where we go. But whatever happens and wherever he ends up, the only thing that I can tell you for sure about my son's uncertain future is that it's going to be where he belongs. It's going to be the place that he and I together worked to see if that's the best possible place for him. It's not going to be a place that's done out of just necessity. Like, oh, I don't know what else we're going to do. I'll just I'll put him there. It's not the kind of decision that I'm going to make a year or two out. Can't do that either. He has to be ready and it has to be time for him to go to the right place. And that's what I'm doing. And that's my decision. Nothing is ever a full no for me. Nothing is ever a full yes. It's always whatever is best for my kids is what I do. And that's that. Oh, man. All right. Every once in a while, man, I'll do these podcasts sometimes and I, I talk and I'm just like, I'm trying to get words out and thoughts and ideas out. And sometimes one's like this. Everything just comes flowing out. Same thing with the blogs. Uh, sometimes I write and I struggle to get the words out. And sometimes I just sit there and just flows. Uh, and the ones that flow are the ones that I publish. And the ones that don't are the ones that I throw away. Little secret, I have thrown away so many blogs and so many podcasts. I've re-recorded podcasts over and over and over again. Uh, things that were done. <laughs> and I record them very similar just because I didn't feel it. So I'm feeling this one. And I thank you guys for listening. This has meant a lot to me. Uh, once again, another one of those podcasts where you guys um, do more for me than, than I feel like I'm doing for you and that you're helping me feel better and you're helping me get my words out there. So I thank you for that. And I invite you, come back next Friday, highpodomdad.com or any of the places where you find podcasts or highblogomdad.com. Monday, Wednesday, we had two big ones this week. Please check them out. Uh, bookmark, tell your friends, tell everybody. I have a big announcement as well coming uh, close to the end of the summer. I will let you guys know. It is only about a month away. I've been hyping it in a small way. <laughs> Not huge, but it's coming. I promise you it is exciting. We got tons of stuff, guys. Thank you for taking the time to listen. Until next time, this is James Gutman saying, be well. Bye, pod. I'm Dad. <laughs>